Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Season 2 of Sports Talk with Ben. I know this is the first time that you guys have heard an episode in a while from me, but it's actually <clears throat> it's actually not the first episode that I've made in a while, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So, I got some explaining to do. I know you guys haven't heard any episodes from me in probably like months, but, well actually some of you may have, so I'm just going to explain. So basically what happened, I stopped making my podcast because I thought that, I don't know how I didn't realize this, but I thought that the podcasts that I made on Anchor weren't available on the Apple Podcast app. So I wanted to try to find a platform where they would be available. So I took a break for a while and then eventually I learned about Buzzsprout and I made podcasts on there and they were available on the Apple Podcast app, but then I realized that that um if you didn't pay a monthly fee for them, because there's like different plans, and in one of the plans you can pay a monthly fee to be able to like make more episodes and stuff, and if you don't do that though, then the episodes are automatically going to be deleted from the Apple Podcast app in a few months, which obviously I don't want that to happen, because I want you guys to be able to hear them. So, when I found that out, I decided to check and see if there was another platform that I could use. And when I looked at Anchor, well, actually, when I looked at the podcast app, I saw that my podcasts that I made on Anchor were available, which I didn't realize was the case. So, I'm switching back to Anchor now. I made two episodes on Buzzsprout, and I deleted them because it just... I tried to convert them over to um, Anchor and to make it, like, available on the same podcast. I took, like, a few hours trying to do that, and I wasn't really able to figure it out. So those episodes aren't available. If you guys heard them from listening to me on Buzzsprout, then you heard them. If not, most of you probably didn't hear them because I didn't tell you guys that I was going to be joining doing Buzzsprout instead, but I am switching back to this. So let me tell you guys what the plan is now going forward. So I am going to be making a podcast now every single week. I know that in the past, it's um, it hasn't gone as smoothly as I've wanted it to. It hasn't been as consistent and as frequent. And I've had a lot of starting and stopping and saying that, like, I don't know how often I'll be able to do it and all that. And then, like, switching, I switched to Buzzsprout, I switched back to this. But at this point, I don't see any reason at all for it to not be going smoothly at this point. Because I now know that it is available on the Apple Podcast app, which is what I wanted the whole time. And it's very easy to record using Anchor. So this works perfectly fine for me. Um, doing it once a week was never really an issue. It was just figuring out what platform I was going to use. And I'm committed to using this platform now. Unless there's some change that happens or something that I find out about. But I don't see any reason why that would happen at this point. Because I know for sure that it is available on the Apple Podcast app. It's easy to record on Anchor. So there's no reason for me to want to switch that. And I have the time to do it once a week. So today is Saturday. By the time I, it's Saturday night at um 11.55 right now, so by the time I publish this, it's probably going to be Sunday. Well, it, it will definitely be Sunday, actually. But I am going to be making my podcast on Saturday, usually, 
because that's just the day that works best for me. Um, there might be some weeks that if I have a conflict on Saturday for whatever reason, then I might decide to make it on a different day instead. But no matter what, though, I will have a podcast every single week, and most of the time it's going to be on Saturday. So this is the first episode that you guys have heard in a while. In some of the episodes that I made on uh, Buzzsprout, which you guys wouldn't have been able to hear, I talked about, I've mostly just been talking about the NFL. So I don't want to keep you guys waiting. I just want to let all of you know what was going on. And I want you guys to realize I'm promising you that, like for real this time, I am going to be making a podcast now once a week, which I'm very excited about because this is going to be the first time in my life that I'm actually going to be consistently doing this, that I figured it out. I figured out, like, how this is all going to work. It's available on Apple Podcasts and other platforms. It's available on Spotify. It's available on the Anchor app itself. And I'm hoping to grow this. I'm hoping for that to happen. And I'm re- I'm just really excited about having the opportunity to be able to actually, like, consistently do this. So hopefully this can grow. If you guys listen to this and you guys like it, please feel free to tell your friends about it, anyone who you want. Um, so I'm trying to think of where to start because you guys didn't hear the last few episodes that I made on Buzzsprout, which sucks. Um, I don't know how I didn't realize that it wasn't available on the Apple Podcast app. Like I don't know how I didn't know that, but either way. I've I've fixed the problem now. So this is going to be technically like episode one of season two. So just to remind you guys, I talk about what's going on in sports. I tell you guys what my opinions are. Um, I come up with a lot of like lists and rankings for like NFL, NBA, all that. Um, So yeah, I mostly focus on professional and college football and basketball. And I also talk about the MLB a little bit, not as much as those other sports that I was saying, though. So, lately, I've mostly... Well, you guys don't know this, because you haven't heard the one off, the ones on Buzzsprout. So, I'll just say, I'm going to start off by talking about football today. It's probably going to really be the only thing that I do talk about. I'll just give the NBA and MLB a quick shout-out so that they don't feel bad. Um... I actually just got a notification, like, less than a minute ago, that the Braves just won. Um, I don't think that you guys need me to tell you that. I'm not, like, your news source. And by the time you guys hear this, that's going to, like, you guys, I'm sure, will already know that. But the Braves are up three games to one now, so I'm kind of thinking the series is over. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that the Braves are probably going to win the World Series. (laughs) I don't um I don't know when the last time is that they won, but I definitely know that in my lifetime the Braves have never won any World Series and I mean that's pretty cool for them. Like going into the season, I think everyone thought the Braves were gonna be a good team this year and stuff. But I don't think anyone actually thought that they had like a serious shot at winning the World Series. And here they are up three games to one against the Astros. I think basically the whole world is rooting for them, except for Astros fans. Because first of all, everyone hates Astros because of what happened. Second of all, I'd think... I'm not going to go as far as saying that it's like the Suns because everyone was like obsessed with the Suns. But I'll say that like... 
I'm sure that most people would think that it would be like pretty cool if the Braves won. I know that I would. So I'm I'm rooting for the Braves. Um but this was a huge win for them today. I think if the Astros won today, they would have ended up winning the series. I do think the Astros are a better team. But since <laughs> sorry, um if my voice sounds kinda of weird today, I've had a cold for like I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Like it's kind of been over for like a few days now, but it's been like staying. So that's why my voice sounds weird. If it does, um, but yeah, anyways, the Braves are up three games to one now, so the Astros would have to win three in a row. I, I think the Braves are going to win the series, which is, which is pretty cool. And then the NBA season just started, um, not really much to say about it yet, because like I said, it just started, and the beginning of the NBA season is always pretty, um, I'm trying to think of the right word to use here. I was going to say boring, but it's not even just that, though. It's also, like, not important, to be honest. Because, like, I feel like the first, like, 10 games of the NBA season literally means, like, nothing. Like, sometimes there are teams that play good in the first 10 games that end up being horrible. Sometimes the other way around. I remember, like, the last couple of years, the Magic started off the season, like, insane. And people were like, oh, the Magic might actually be pretty good this year. And then they end up being horrible. Like, there was especially this one year that they were, like, the one seed probably, like, 15 games into the season. And people were like, oh, they, they might end up being pretty good this year. And then they probably finished as, like, the 12 seed or something. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really not fo following the NBA closely at all right now. Obviously, that's going to change as the season goes on because I love the NBA. But right now, like, I've checked some stuff a little bit. I have some fantasy basketball teams. Like, I'm literally... I think I'm more into my fantasy basketball right now than I am... Than I, like... Than the NBA itself. Which is pretty weird. Because, like, fantasy basketball is not really a big thing. I kind of like it, but... I'm not, like... I don't care that much about it. Um, But, yeah, like, I, I love the NBA. And I'll definitely get more into it as the season goes on. So... We're already 10 minutes into this year, so I'm just going to start talking about football. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of stuff that has been going on, which I talked about in the podcast that you guys didn't even hear. I could talk about all of that stuff, and I will in future episodes, but for today, I'm going to tell you guys about some of my position rankings. Um, I did that in another episode, which, like I said like probably 20 times already you guys didn't hear um sucks that that happened but I made position rankings this year for quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends normally I do more positions I do like the offensive line positions and like defense like I just do every position this year though those are the only four positions that I did because um sorry that was sorry um yeah, so those are the only four positions that I did because it just takes a lot of time to do, like, a bunch of other positions, and I'm pretty busy. And also, if I only do four positions, then I'll get to, like, focus on them more and, like, make sure that I actually have, like, a good list and stuff. So I'll just get into the list. Um, Well, actually, let me explain, like, how I did these. So 
I have all 32 starting quarterbacks. And for running backs, I have the starting and backup running back on each team. Then for wide receivers, I have the wide receiver 1, 2, and 3 on each team. And then I have the tight end 1 and 2 on each team. So it's going to be 32 quarterbacks, 64 running backs, 96 wide receivers, and 64 tight ends. So also um, not everybody qualified. The way, the way that I came up with like the qualification rules, it's pretty simple. If you played at least half of the games, you qualify. If you don't, if you didn't play at least half of the games, then you don't qualify. It's that simple. Um, as the year goes on, it's going to become a little bit more complicated than that. But for now, that's all you guys really need to know. So let's get started on this list. I'm going to read off. 32 through 21 and then I'm actually gonna like talk about the top 20 So we got Davis Mills at 32 Justin Fields at 31 Zach Wilson at 30 Taylor Heineke at 29 Daniel Jones at 28 Tua Tugavalo at 27 Sam Darnold at 26 Trevor Lawrence at 25 Jameis Winston at 24 Jared Goff at 23 Teddy Bridgewater at 22 and Jalen Hurts at 21 so we got a few rookies at the very last spots. Mills has been what everyone has expected, just horrible. Fields has been really bad. He really has. I'd be pretty upset if I was a Bears fan, but at the same time, it's really early in his career, and just because he's had some bad games doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good player. Like, he's new to the team. Maybe he just wasn't really ready to start yet, but... It's definitely not looking good, but I wouldn't be, like, too worried if I was a Bears fan just because of a few games because he really only has played, like, not not that many games. Um, so I'm just going to – and then the other, like, notable name there, in my opinion, was Hurts at 21. I'm sure that some of you guys think he should be higher than that. I'm, I've never been the biggest fan of Hurts. Um, he's proved me wrong, and he could easily be higher – than 21 at the end of the season. But right now, I feel like that's the right spot to have him at. He just hasn't proven that much yet. Like, this is only his second year, and he only started part of last year. And this year, he's been pretty solid, for sure. But he hasn't been, like, insane. Like, he gets a lot of fantasy points and stuff. So if you have him, fa- if you have him in fantasy, you're like, why is he 21? Like, he should be better than that. Like, these aren't fantasy rankings, though. This is just... How good I think he is in real life. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's a good spot to have him at. I'll tell you guys, like, who I have in the top 20. Maybe I'm sure you guys, I mean, I don't know. I definitely think that some people are going to think that he's better than some of the people who I have in the top 20. But for me, that's just what my opinion is. So, I got Jimmy Garoppolo at 20. Mac Jones at 19. Carson Wentz at 18, Baker Mayfield at 17, and Ben Roethlisberger at 16. So that's 20 through 16 right there. Garoppolo is someone who, I mean, I think for a little while he was pretty overrated. Like the year that they made it to the Super Bowl, people were acting like he was like a top 10 quarterback, which just wasn't true. And then the year after that, he definitely struggled for a good part of the year. And at that point, he became underrated. People were acting like he shouldn't even be starting. So, 
20 had that happen, but I think he's just a solid player. Like, he became a little bit worse after the Super Bowl, but it wasn't, like, that much of a difference, to be honest. He's still a solid player, right? You look at what he did this year, he's missed some games, but he's just been solid. It's not, like, horrible, but it's not amazing. He's just a solid player who has proven more than Hurts. Um, I have Mac Jones at 19 ahead of him already. I mean, Jones is on a team. He's a rookie, first of all, so most rookies have some struggles at the beginning of their career, especially this year. He hasn't really been one of them, though. He's ranked highest out of all of the rookies on this list. Um, I mean, yes, yeah, so the only other rookies on this quarterback list here are Lawrence, who's at 25, and then Wilson, Fields, and Mills, who are at 30, 31, and 32. Trey Lance isn't on here. He's a backup. Um, Mills is only on here because Tyrod Taylor is injured. So once Taylor comes back and plays over half of the games, then that's going to change, or at least half of the games, because that's my qualification rule. Um, so anyways, though, I think Mac Jones has been off to a really good start. Like, he's thrown some interceptions, but I think he's a more accurate player than, like, the interception numbers show. And he's gotten better as, like, the seasons went on, in my opinion. And I think he's a really good player. I don't think it's his fault that the Patriots have been struggling and that he doesn't have, like, insane stats. Like, yeah, like, obviously he's responsible for his stats and stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't think that the Patriots have good receivers. Like, sure, they have good tight ends, but neither of their tight ends are at all good to be, like, the best receiver on a team. And then they have Aguilar, Myers. Like, those are solid players. I'd say, like, they're both solid wide receiver twos. But to be, like, a wide receiver, like, not even. Like, I'd say below average wide receiver twos. But one of them is a wide receiver one. And whoever you're going to call their wide receiver one is not good for wide receiver one at all. So... I think Max is a good player, and I expect him to be a little bit better than this even at the end of the season. So then Wentz was horrible last year. He got he literally got benched. Like, nobody was expecting that to happen. He's really young, and he, like, already was thought of as a top-10 quarterback at the beginning of the year last year. And then he just played horribly. And this year, he's playing a lot better. I wouldn't say he's playing... The way that he did, like, when people thought of him as a top 10 quarterback. I will say, though, that he's playing a lot better than he did last year. This is kind of what I expected from once this year, to be honest. To be, like, not... To be, like, basically just, like, where where he's at. Just, like, a solid quarterback. So, I think 18 is the fair spot for him. So, then we got Baker at 17. He's definitely had some um, struggles this year with, like... His weapons, I mean, OBJ has missed some time to start off the year. And when he's played, he hasn't really been playing well. Landry has missed most of the season. And outside of the two of them, they don't really have any receivers that are that great. And to be honest, OBJ isn't playing like he's so great anymore either. So I think Baker's a good player. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed because I... I really did think that there was a chance that he could break out this year, but a lot of that depended on OBJ, who has been playing horribly. So, I mean, 
I think Baker, like, he's done enough to prove that, like, he should be at this point. I think he's not that far ahead of Wentz and Mack. I like Baker a lot, and I still think that he does have the the potential to be a top 10 quarterback at some point in his career. But he's definitely not at that point yet. And I honestly wouldn't put him any higher than I have him right now. So Roethlisberger at 16. Um, I know... I know that people absolutely hate Roethlisberger this year. The Steelers aren't playing that well, and he's not having the best season. Um, to like, I don't really watch Steelers games. Like, I watch Patriots games because I'm a Patriots fan, and then other than that, I just watch Red Zone so that I can see like just like all the games and just see what's going on. Like, I'm not gonna just sit down and just watch a Steelers game. On Sunday, at least. Like, maybe if it's, like, Sunday night football, Monday night football, or Thursday night football, that's different if it's, like, the only game on. But if we're talking, like, the 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock games, like, I'm not going to just watch the Steelers game. Like, there's no reason. Like, that doesn't make sense. Because I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm going to watch that or Red Zone. Like, those are, that's what's happening between 1 and 7 on Sundays for me. So, the reason why I'm saying all that, though, is because Roethlisberger's stats have definitely been worse than normal, but they haven't been horrible. They've been, like, decent. Like, I wouldn't... They've been, like, okay. So, people are saying that, like, he's playing a lot worse than his stats show, and I can't really say whether that's true or not because, like, I haven't seen him play. But what I do know, though, is what his stats are. And I also know that the Steelers have a horrible offensive line this year, like, atrocious. So I know that that's got to be part of it. But on the other hand, the Steelers, his stats are worse than normal. And um, they do have a pretty bad record this year. So I'm thinking, okay, Roethlisberger is a little bit worse this year. But I think a lot of people are just taking it too far and, like, exaggerating with, like, how bad they think he is. So, we're going to go to this next part of the list now. It's starting to get pretty interesting. Interesting. We're starting to get into some pretty good players here. Um, so, we got Kirk Cousins at 15. Ryan Tannehill at 14. I actually have Justin Herbert at 13. Derek Carr at 12. And Joe Burrow at 11. So, Cousins, I feel like that's the perfect spot for him. And it's honestly argued to be, It's honestly hard to argue that he should be any higher or lower. I mean, Cousins is a really good player who I think is easily better than anyone else that is behind him. At the same time, though, I don't really think you can argue that he should be ahead of any of the others. He Every year he puts up good numbers, like really good, but there's always better players, though. I can, um, I'll actually pull up his stats. Um, sorry, I'm just typing it in. So, I'm guessing that he's averaging, like, around 275 yards per game. So, he's played in six games because they had a bye week. And he has 1,769 yards, which is actually 295 yards per game, which that's, that's like, really good. And then he has 13 touchdowns and two interceptions, 69.5% completion percentage. Like, Cousins has had a great year so far. But there's always just better players out there than him. And, like, I definitely think he's a really good player. Maybe a little bit underrated right now. 
but at the same time, like the, those guys that I had of, ahead of him, it's really hard to argue that he's better than any of them. Like this year, I think you can make a little bit of an argument with Tannehill because he hasn't been quite as good this year. But I'm pretty sure he's been playing a little bit better the last couple of games. Um, yeah, I mean, he has been. Like last week, he got 270 yards. Um, so this this hasn't been Tannehill's best year. Well, <laughs> it's actually kind of hard to say because he's had like a horrible career other than the last few years. He was like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league for a while, and then he just randomly became good from literally nowhere. But anyways, um, he, like, when he became good, he was good. Like, you couldn't argue. Like, I've always been a little bit behind with, like, where I felt Tannehill should be at. Like, when he first started to become good, people were like, oh, okay, he's a top 20 quarterback. And I'm like, no, not yet. And then people were like, okay, he's a top 15 quarterback now. And I'm like, okay, he's a top 20 quarterback. And then last year... People were like, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. And I'm like, no, top 15. That That's still how I feel. And then he became a little bit worse. And now me and other people, I think, would all say that he's top 15. And I feel pretty good about, like, where I have him. Because, like, strictly this year, you could say, like, he's been worse than Cousins. But, like, this isn't their whole career rankings, obviously. But it's just, like, how good they are. And I don't think that, like, six games makes Kirk Cousins a better player than Ryan Tannehill. Like, right now. So, I feel good about where I have them ranked. And then we got Herbert at 13. I know a lot of you are going to have him higher than that, probably in the top 10 already. I'm not quite there yet with him, but he's definitely getting there. And in my opinion, um, the guys that I have between 10 and 13 are all pretty close to each other. So... Every week makes the difference. By the end of this week, Herbert could move up a spot. I don't think he'll move down a spot. Um, he's got a solid grip at thirteen, but so then we got Derek Carr at twelve. I think he's been underrated his whole career. Such a good player, like for such a long time, Carr has played at like a really high level. He's and there have been plenty of years that he really hasn't had good weapons, but he's still. The Raiders have had a really good offense without him having good weapons. And I think people are finally starting to realize how good he is. But there have definitely been like a few years in a row that Carr has been really good. People just don't really see it. But I'm happy that they're, start they're starting to now. That's crazy though. I'm looking at his stats. He's 30 now. That's like ridiculous to me. Like I literally still remember when Derek Carr was a rookie. And he's 30 now. Like, I'm 17. I'm in high school. And that's, like, making me feel old. How old was I when he when he was a rookie? That was in 2014, seven years. So I was 10 when he first started playing. Like, I literally remember him as a rookie. He was a pretty good rookie. His stats look pretty bad, actually. But I thought, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about his second year or something. But... It's just crazy that Derek Carr is 30. Like, what? When did he become 30? Like, there's people... That makes no sense. Like, there's people in the... I feel like there's, like, quarterbacks in the league that are, like, 33 who have been around, like, forever. And then it seems like Carr, like, just joined the league and he's already 30. 
Like, how old is, like, Russell Wilson, for example? He's 33. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's no way that... What? Are you telling me that... Wait, what? Russell Wilson started playing in 2012? What? That's, like, ridiculous to me. I th- so you're telling me that Carr started playing in 2014 and Wilson started playing in 2012? I literally remember Derek Carr as a rookie. And Russell Wilson, I feel like the year that Derek Carr was a rookie, Wilson was around a lot longer than two years. I guess not, but that just seems... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just like... That just seems so weird to me. I guess that it makes sense, though, because I guess I kind of remember, like, a few years ago, like, when Rodgers was still, like, when he was, like, old, but, like, not as old, and then Brady was was still, like, in his late 60s. I'm joking, but I remember that, like, the elite quarterbacks, Wilson was, like, the guy that was actually pretty young. Like, I remember when he was, like, 28, and then the rest of the elite quarterbacks were, like, in their 30s. So I guess that it kind of makes sense. It's saying here that he's 24 as a rookie. So I guess that makes it a little bit better, but it still just seems really weird to me. Anyways, though, I'll go back to um, Derek Carr. So, yeah, my point is, like, the last few years, he's been really good. Um, So last year, he got 4,103 yards, 27 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 67.3% completion percentage. Like, that's a great season. He really didn't have the best weapons. The Raiders had a really good offense. Well, I wouldn't say really good. I'd say they had a good offense that at times was really good. And I really think that that was because of him. Because if you look at the receivers that they had, like I said, not very good. But he made it so that they played really well because he's a really good player. And then the year before that, 4,054 yards, 21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 70.4% completion percentage. So a pretty similar season where he was just real, where he was just really good. Um, and he made the Raiders offense better than it should be. So this guy deserves a lot of credit. I think he's finally starting to get it this year. He started off like really, really hot and he's definitely cooled down since then, but he's still off to a really good start. He has 2,269 yards already through only seven games with 12 touchdowns and five interceptions and a 67.7 completion percentage. So he's putting up really good stats. It looks like he'll definitely get over 4,000 yards this year with the 17 game schedule. I mean, I could see him getting like even 4,200 yards maybe. I think, like, like just because he's on track to get 4,500, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. It looks like the most yards that he ever got in his career was last year when he got 4,103. He should definitely be able to beat that this year. Um, So, yeah, like, I'm, like I said, Carr, someone who's very underrated for a while, and he's finally starting to get the recognition that he deserves. So then we got Burrow at 11. He's insane this year and I gotta like I gotta say like I know that you guys probably think that Herbert is better than Burrow and maybe Carr but definitely Herbert I know you guys definitely think that but here's here's the difference between Burrow and Herbert there's two there's two main differences for me 
There's two reasons why I have Burrow ahead of Herbert. First of all, I think Burrow is just a smarter player. That's not something that comes up in stats. But I just think he's a smarter player than Herbert. And then second of all, this year, Burrow has weapons. Chase is playing like one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. And I do think that part of that is because of how good Burrow is. And part of it is because Chase is just a really good player. That's what most of it is, obviously, since he's a receiver. Like, we're talking about Chase playing well, so most of that is because of Chase. But part of it is because Burrow's a really good player. But what I'm trying to say, though, is that before this year, Burrow didn't have the best weapons. His receivers weren't horrible, but they were definitely pretty far below average. And the offensive line was absolutely horrible. And he still played pretty pretty good last year before he got injured. So... You just got to realize that. Um, and then this year, he has better weapons, still a really bad offensive line. Um, I don't think his weapons are, like, insane, though, to be honest. Like, I know that Chase is, like, insane this year, and I think he's going to keep playing really well, and I think he's going to be an unbelievable player throughout his career. But I don't think he's going to be able to stay quite to the level that he's at right now. Like, right now... He's on track to get, like, almost 2,000 yards, I think. And, like, if that happens, that would be insane. But I don't I don't see that happening. So, right now, Burrow has 1,956 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions through 7 games with a 69% completion percentage. So, he's averaging about 280 yards per game. So, I mean, yeah, he's playing... He's definitely putting up a lot of yards this year. Um, 17 touchdowns through seven games is pretty good. The eight interceptions isn't so good. But he's just been throwing the ball a lot. And I, I don't think he's going to get as many interceptions as he's like on track to get right now. So I just think Burrow is a really talented and really smart player. And I think if you like switch the situations that Burrow and Herbert were in, like at least last year, then I think that it would have been pretty different. So I do think it's really close between Burrow and Herbert, but I do think Burrow is a better player. So then we got Matt Ryan at number 10. Um, I'm guessing that most of you would have him a little bit worse than that at this point, but I don't think it's his fault that the Falcons are a bad team this year. I really don't. I mean, their defense is absolutely horrible. It is like every year, but that definitely includes this year. And the thing is, though, the Falcons thing is that they usually have like a really good offense and a really bad defense. This year, I don't think they do have a really good offense. They have Calvin Ridley, who's a great wide receiver. They have Pitts, who's an amazing rookie tight end. But outside of the two of them, I mean, yeah, Cordero Patterson is having a really good season, but it's not like he's like a great running back. Like, I'll tell you where I have him right now for running backs. Right now, I have him at the number 33 running back. Not fantasy. Remember that. Just skill. I have him as the number 33 running back. Um, He was definitely a tough player to rank because he's just been, like, really good this year. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up what he's doing. He's already slowed down a little bit. Um, I think that regression is going to continue. And then Mike Davis hasn't really had a good year at all. And outside of Ridley and Pitts, 
like what other receivers do they have? Like Russell Gage is not a good wide receiver. He's not good for wide receiver two at all. Hayden Hurst is a backup tight end. And they don't really have wide receivers that are good at all. Like Gage is like outside of Ridley and Gage. And like I said, Gage is really bad for wide receiver two. And then like behind Gage, there's no one who's gonna like actually be able to consistently be involved. And they have a pretty bad offensive line too. So I don't think you can blame this on Matt Ryan. Like they have a better record right now than they should in my opinion. So if anything, they should be giving Matt Ryan credit. Let's look at his stats. He has 1,668 yards, 12 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, and a 68% completion percentage. Sorry, just a sec. Just need some water. Um, so Ryan, he's played 6 games, and he's averaging 278 yards per game. Only four interceptions. I think you got to give him a lot of credit there because I don't know, like, exactly how much they've been throwing the ball compared to other teams. I'm guessing it would be a pretty good amount because they don't have a good running game at all. Like, I know Patterson has been having a good year, but a lot of that has been through the air. And then Mike Davis has been pretty disappointing. So I'm guessing the Falcons have been passing the ball a lot. And Matt Ryan has only thrown four interceptions, which is pretty good. And he has 12 touchdowns in six games. So that isn't this solid. Um, 68% completion percentage is good. He's putting up a good number of yards, a little bit less than normal. But that's because the Falcons suck. So I think you could argue that he's regressed a little bit. Like he's not... Like, definitely from his, like, very prime. Like, that one year that his best season was definitely the year that they made it to the Super Bowl. Like, if I remember correctly, he was, like, I thought that he, um, oh, yeah, he actually did win MVP that year. 2016, yeah. Um... So, yeah, that was definitely his best year. Then after that, he never played that good again. But he still played at, like, a really high level. I think basically his whole career, he's been someone who people think of as, like, a top, maybe, like, seven quarterback. And he's regressed a little bit from that. But I think people are making it a lot bigger than it actually is. So I think he does still deserve to be ranked where he is. And just because the Falcons are a bad team doesn't mean that he's a bad player. So people have to remember that. And we'll see we'll see how he plays the rest of the season. But I feel good about where I have him at right now. So then we got I'm gonna say these next two players together because before because after these two there's gonna be like we're gonna be entering like the top tier. So we got Matthew Stafford at nine and Dak Prescott at eight. So Stafford has been unbelievable this year. Um, this is his first year not on the Lions. He's on the Rams, who are amazing this year. And he's making Cooper Cup look like Hall of Fame wide receiver right now. Like, one of the best wide receivers ever. Like, it's ridiculous. But Stafford has been so good. And he's completely earned the number nine spot right now. For um, This is the first time that I've ever thought that he was better than Matt Ryan. Like, 
for their whole entire career, I thought that Matt Ryan was a better player until this year. But Stafford has just been insane. Like, his stats speak for themselves. He he has 2,172 yards in seven games, which is 310 yards per game. He has 19 touchdowns and four interceptions. Like, that's ridiculous. 69% completion percentage, too. Like, this is probably his best year of his whole career. And, I mean, it makes sense. Like, he's on the Rams this year. He's not on the Lions anymore. Like, the Lions have had some pretty good years, but they've never been, like, an amazing team. This is probably, like, the best team that he's ever been on. Like, I'm looking at some of his years on the Lions. He had a year that he went 11-5. He had a year that he went 10-6. and six. Those were literally his only years throughout his whole career that he won at least 10 games. That was it. Um, he had two years that he went 9-7. and seven, So I wonder how many times he's made it to the playoffs. Probably only two or three. That's That just sucks. Um, and then this year on the Rams, he's 6-1. and one. So clearly this is the best team that he's ever played on. So, and he's obviously played a lot better this year. So then we got Dak at 8. I think between him and Stafford, it, it's pretty close. But I do have Dak a little bit higher. Um, it could really go either way, to be honest. And, like, it's the kind of thing that could change any any week, really. But I do have Dak a little bit higher. A little bit higher. I think he's just a little bit better. But they're both right at the top of that tier two. So I think Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and also I had Kirk Cousins in there. I'd say they're all part of that second tier. So now we're going to get into the first tier, starting with Kyler Murray at number seven, who has had an amazing year. The Cardinals just, just lost their first game. But Murray, I mean, look, so eight games, he's played half of the year now. Well, actually, no, because it's 17 games this year. But he has 2,276 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's just like... So last game, 2 interceptions for him. Looks like he's actually leading the league right now in passing yards. So he should easily be able to get 4,000 yards this year, which will be his first year doing that. Last year, Kyler, Kyler Murray played really well. But this year, he's taking it a step up. And I'm really not surprised at all, to be honest. Like, going into the year, people said that Kyler Murray... Like, a lot of people thought he could win MVP this year. And I was one of those people that thought that that could definitely happen. I don't know if... Like, I didn't really choose someone who I thought would win. I didn't, like, choose a favorite. But if I did, it may have been him. Because I really like the guy. And I couldn't be any less surprised that he's breaking out this year. I also couldn't be any less surprised that the Cardinals are playing like this. Like, I haven't talked about this on this podcast yet. I did in my other two that I did. But um, the Cardinals were a team that I absolutely loved going into the season. I think I said this, like, I made a podcast, like, before the season even started. And I said this, but they're just... Like, I just really, really, really like what they did in the offseason. And I'm like, they're going to be a really good team this year. I picked them to win their division. 
and I don't think they can beat the Bucks, but I think that they can. I don't know if I'd pick them to make it to the NFC Championship, but I think they definitely have a chance. So, I mean, Murray is just, like, so good. One of my favorite players in the NFL to watch. I just really like him. And this year, I think he's now a part of that first tier, kind of. He's, like, it's weird. Like, there's definitely a lot of separation between him and who I have at number six for now. That can change, though, as the year goes on. But there's also a lot of separation between him and Dak, who's number eight. So I have Josh Allen at number six. I mean, such a good player. I've never been, like, the biggest fan of him, to be honest. But at this point, like, you just can't deny that he's, like, a great player. Like, all last year when he went on his... When he just had, like, an amazing year like he did last year. I kept thinking, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's really good this year. But... There's still a chance that, like, he's not going to be, like, a great player his whole career. But this year, he's just continuing it. And I'm already at the point, honestly, where I'm like, okay, he's going to have an amazing career. And it wasn't just, like, a one-year thing. Like, he's just going to keep playing like this. So, I got to give him a lot of credit. He definitely proved me wrong. Um, I guess he's a little bit worse than last year right now. A little bit, but um, I don't know. I mean, not really. It's basically the same kind of thing. And he's actually gotten better, like, as the years went on. So, <clears throat> he's just such a good player. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have him higher yet because this is only a second year playing like this. So, I, I just don't think it makes sense to have him any higher. Um, so, next is Lamar at five. Um, I know some of you guys have Lamar a little bit lower than that. Maybe even a good amount. But this year, he's finally proving that he can throw the ball. Which I'm very proud of him for doing that. Because I thought that he could before this year. He just didn't really prove it yet. Here's why I thought that he could, though. Because even though he didn't get that many passing yards, he threw the ball way, way less than, like, any other quarterback. So you just have to realize, like, if you look at, like, the amount that he actually threw it and you look at, like, what he did in those throws, it was actually, like, yards yards per attempt is the stat. And, um... Like, it's exactly what you'd think. It's, like, every single time he throws the ball, like, the average number of yards that he gets, which includes incompletions. Um, So, I'm guessing that his yards per attempt is going to be higher than what most quarterbacks would have. Which means that he actually is good at throwing the ball, but he just doesn't do it as much as other quarterbacks because he runs the ball a lot. And because the Ravens also had other running backs that they also liked to run the ball with. So they were just a team that ran a lot and didn't pass as much as they should be. And I think when they have Lamar, like, he's always going to be running a lot. And they're always going to want to have, like, another, like, a good running back who can also be running a lot. But I think they're going to need to find the balance like they have this year. 
So this year they haven't had like a really good running back though. So when Dobbins comes back next year, if he plays the way that they were hoping he would, they can't just go back to... And then Gus Edwards is also going to be back. They can't go back to what they did last year where like they run with the two of them and Lamar and they like barely pass. Like they're definitely going to have Dobbins really involved and Gus is going to be involved as well. But they can't just go back to, like, only running because Lamar has 100% proven that he can throw the ball. And I think that they got to do that more than they than they did last year. They're doing a good job with it this year. So, for me, I think Allen is a better throwing quarterback than Lamar. But it's not by as much as people, like, would give... Like, he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves for throwing. I do think that he's a top 10 quarterback in terms of throwing the ball not not like just rushing like in terms of throwing the ball and then and because of how good he is at rushing like that does factor into it and that is why well no no, I'm not saying like just rushing but I'm saying like the fact that he's really good at throwing the ball and he's also clearly the best quarterback at running like that factors into it and I feel good about having him at where I have him because I just think he's a better player than Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. So then we got Russell Wilson at four. He he does still qualify, right? I'm going to have to check that. Um, yeah, he's played five games, so he still qualifies. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson is just an amazing player. Like, I think him, like, he's a good amount ahead of um, Lamar and Allen and Kyler just because, like, of his consistency like you know what you're getting from he from him he's just such a good player and I think especially seeing like what the Seahawks have looked like without him this year I think that proves it even more like the he's out two games Geno Smith starts who I hate to like like I don't I'm not trying to like disrespect Geno Smith or anything but he hasn't looked good at all um I mean what I think of Geno Smith is that he's probably, like, a slightly below average backup quarterback. But I think seeing what the Seahawks look like without Russell Wilson and with just, like, an average backup, that just shows how good Russell Wilson really is. Tyler Lockett has done literally nothing. DK Metcalf, he had one amazing catch last week, but other than that, he only had one other catch the rest of the game. And then, I'm, if I, I, yeah, I mean, their offense has just been so much worse without Wilson. It's, like, ridiculous how much of a difference it has been. And they just haven't played well as a team at all without Wilson. So, I think it's interesting. Like, when you see a quarterback get injured and then a backup comes in who's just, like, an average backup... I think it really, really shows you, like, how how good they really are. Like, last year with Dak, I think that helped people realize how good Dak really is. I think that people think of him better now than they did before the injury because they kind of realized how good he was because their offense was playing so well last year at the beginning of the year, and then he got injured, and it was a lot worse with Andy Dalton, who is actually one of the best. Last year was one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. 
So that kind of just showed like how important he was, and it's kind of the same thing with with Russell Wilson being out. You just see how important he is, but that's not like even if that didn't happen, he'd still easily be number four because he's just so good. But it's just interesting to see though. <clears throat> so then we got Aaron Rodgers at three, Tom Brady at two, and Patrick Mahomes at one. So that the top four is pretty easy for me to be honest. I mean Rodgers is better than Wilson. I don't really think you can argue with that, to be honest. Um, he's just amazing. Like, they're, it's tough to, like, even talk about these guys at the top because they're just, like, so good. Like, what are you going to say? Like, they're just insane. Like, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Brady's the GOAT, and he's having actually one of his best statistical years this year, and I honestly don't see that slowing down. I mean, look at the receivers that he has. If Antonio Brown does end up having long-term injury, then maybe it slows down a little bit. But look at his stats. 2,275 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 3 interceptions in 7 games. So that's 325 yards per game. 67% completion percentage. This, this guy's 44, and he's doing that? Like, that's ridiculous. But I'm honestly not surprised. Like, I'm, I'm really not. Like, even last year, like, I don't... He got 4,633 yards last year. That, wow. Wow, that was 289 yards per game to do that. So if he's averaging 325 yards per game this year, how many yards is he going to get? Then? Like, probably over 5,000, especially with 17 games. I'd bet... Like, if, if someone asked me, do you think Tom Brady is going to get 5,000 yards this year? I'd say yes, especially with, like, the extra game. Like, I honestly think he will. I know, like, 5,000 is very hard to do, but I, I really think he will. And then Mahomes, I don't know what's been going on with the Chiefs. Like, I, I, I literally have no idea. Like, I'm not surprised that their defense isn't playing well. Like, I'm surprised that it's playing this badly, definitely. But last year, I thought that the Chiefs' defense was playing better than it should have been because I don't think they have, like, a great defense. I think it's below average. Not, like, far below average, though. That is how it's been playing, but it's definitely not just their defense. Like, Mahomes has been playing the worst that he ever has this year. And, I mean, really, their whole offense, it's, like, it's just because of that. Like, there's no other... Like, Hill has been playing a little bit worse. It's because of Mahomes. Kelsey has been playing a little bit worse, not much. It's because of Mahomes. Like, their whole offense not playing well is because of Mahomes. I don't know why he's not playing well, though. That just doesn't make sense. He's, like, so talented. But I would be absolutely shocked if the Chiefs don't end up making it to the playoffs and if they don't completely turn this around. I would be surprised if they lose more than one game the rest of the year. Like, that's... I wouldn't even be surprised if they won the rest of their games. They have 10 games left. I wouldn't be surprised if they won all of them. I'd probably guess that they go 9-1. and one, But I think it's, like, pretty close to as likely that they go 10-0 and than 9-1. Like, you never know. Like, maybe I'll be wrong and they'll actually end up being bad. But it just seems so weird that the Chiefs are 3-4. and four. Um, I mean, I strongly believe that that's going to change. Like, I don't like their defense at all, but it's it's got to change. It just has to. Um, so I'm going to actually get to the 
other positions next week. That's going to be it for me today, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.